Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Apples and Genos Fantasy Hockey Podcast. My name is Nate Grudniblink. I'm the creator of Apples and Genos, originator of the Zero G Draft Strategy, and contributor to Yahoo Fantasy. In this podcast, Blake and I are going to give you all the best streamers and options for next week so you can start planning early. Let's hit it. Now, of course, I have your friend and my newly mustachioed friend, Blake Creamer, here with me. Blake, how are we feeling tonight? Uh, I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. Oh, God. No, I'm fine. I'm not unwell. Shout out to Robert Thomas. All right. And that's how we do. <laughs> Nate and I are together on this. Uh, I feel fine, man. Yeah, my face is very cold. Uh, you know, for those of you not watching on YouTube, I've shaved my beard and now I have a beautiful, greasy mustache. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing a little November action. It's November, what is it, third? Oh God, yeah, I got to do this all month. Uh, my wife is not happy, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's how we're doing. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Yeah, I do want to shout out the November efforts from you and Josh and Mark Skinner, one of our patron members. Uh, we will make sure that those links are widely distributed, show descriptions, Discord everywhere, so that everyone can donate and get in on that. It's a, all for a good cause, and uh, what better way to donate than to look at the faces of these beautiful men while you do it. So definitely get yourself in there. That being said, Blake, let's get right into it. Can you bring us up to speed with some newsies? We got some newsies. Let's get to biz. All right. Um, we got to talk about right off the hop in uh, tonight's action, Jack Hughes injured. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. This one really hurts. I mean, Nate and I were talking about it offline here. Neither of us have him anywhere in any leagues, but this just sucks. It's just, it's just such a bummer. I mean, this guy is awesome. There is uh, Elliot Friedman put a tweet out basically saying they're going to take one to two days to sort of determine how serious it is. So that show ain't no good. I mean, if it wasn't serious, they would come out and say it's not serious. So it feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. So I think, you know, we're looking at a, a reasonable absence there from Jack Hughes. So that really sucks. Uh, they already have Heischer out. So, you know, guys like Dawson Mercer are going to step up. Eric Halla, you know, these guys are going to get more, more time, more playing time. Right. So, but yeah, just sucks. Not good. Um, Hughes was doing his thing too. He split the D basically made a beautiful play and then just didn't stop himself at time and slammed into the board. So tough break for Jack Hughes owners. I digress. All right. Uh, also more injury news. Adam Fox uh, is injured as well. That really sucks. Took a knee on knee there from Sebastian Ajo. A little bit of a dirty play in my opinion. I mean, an unnecessary play. I mean, it's not a dirty player, but ah, you, you didn't have to do that. Right. So Fox is going to be out now. They put him on long-term IR. So that means he's going to be out uh, until November 29th at the earliest. So yeah. Um, what that means is most likely Eric Gustafson is going to step up and quarterback that first unit there in New York. And that's a huge, huge role. And, you know, Nate, you tweeted something out earlier. Um, I mentioned something as well. I think Eric Gustafson is a priority ad and you, you probably got to get on this, right? Um, 
you know, we, we haven't seen a game yet, so there is a little bit of risk there. But I think when you've got an opportunity like this during in the face, you just go pick up the player and you deal with it on the back end, right? If he doesn't get it, yeah. you just pop him and and that's kind of where you go. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on Eric Gustafson real quick there, Nate? Yeah, man, I think you got to. We saw the proof of concept. I talk about this with a lot of players, but when you get this... Um, this proof of concept was a guy where he's done it before. And like, we had like almost this exact scenario with Eric Gustafson last year with John Carlson, when John Carlson went down for a long time and Gustafson was a, was lights out when he was in that role, um, for a number of weeks, he was terrific. So, um, arguably a better power play here in, um, in New York, right? Uh, actually, I don't think it's arguable. It is a better power play uh, than Washington's power play was last year. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about Eric Gustafson uh, just for all those points. He's not going to be a guy who, like, skates 25 minutes and gets you a ton otherwise, but definitely he's going to get you some points while he's attached to that power play. Yep, absolutely. And he's only 9% rostered currently, right? So you got some time, but I'd jump on it if, if I were you, okay? Um, let's move on. Also with New York Rangers, we got to talk about Philip Hedo. He's been placed on the IR as well. So he's going to be out for at least a week. So yeah, that's, you know, he's somewhat fantasy relevant, but um, yeah, he's going to be out for a week. So there you go. Moving over to Philadelphia, we're looking at Carter Hart and Sean Couturier, both out day to day. That's to me, that's kind of good news on Hart is that they haven't ruled him out for longer. I thought that that was going to be a bit more uh, of an injury there. So the fact that they're saying day to day is a little bit hopeful for Carter Hart and not to mention Philly just pumped, uh, you know, uh, who, who did they just beat? God, um, Sabres. Sabres, right. Yeah, 5-1 Sabres, so, or 5-1 for Philly over the Sabres. So, yeah, they're, they're doing okay. Uh, they're, they're getting it done there in Philly. So, it'll be nice when they get these guys back, though. Sean Couturier, especially. Um, sounds like his injury. He's going to be out on Saturday as well, but that sounds like it's kind of a minor injury, so he should be good to go. Okay. Uh, Got to mention Sam Bennett. Uh, Sam Bennett Dyson. He's uh, on Florida uh, head coach. Paul Maurice says he's going to be week to week. So, we're going to be waiting a little longer for this guy. Terrible luck. Sam Bennett it's yeah. weird because when I think about Sam Bennett I think about this like beefy Viking I don't know like he just looks like a beefer and that this guy's <laughs> glass he did just stay on the ice my man what the hell <laughs> so yeah anyways um yeah he's out that's bad luck I do want to talk as well about Taylor Hall sounds like he's uh, wolverining it he's regenerating himself Adam Anthem <laughs> and all that so he's close to returning again could be back on Saturday probably going to be on a minutes limit I think they want to take it easy this time so he doesn't uh, have an, an issue with his sh shoulder moving forward um, also want to mention that Alex Kalorn is close to returning as well so just keep an eye on his status uh, prior to game time for Anaheim and get him back in your lineups I think he should have a decent role there in Anaheim and and look at this team he's returning to. Hey, Nate, like what the hell is going on with the Ducks? The mighty Ducks. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely going off right now. I don't think it's going to continue for too long. Um, but definitely, like, it's not going to be a bad thing to add Alex Kalorn. He, he was overpaid this summer. We talked about that in the summer. But he's still uh, definitely an above replacement level player. And whenever you can add that to your lineup, that's going to be a good thing. So definitely think he's got some value there. Yeah, absolutely. And then one thing I, I was just going through some of the news and just some fantasy relevant news that I'd like to just sort of share with you all. Um, just some power play stuff, actually, just some movement on a couple power plays here, just giving you an update. So um, over to Calgary on power play one, they've made some changes to their first unit. Now it's going to be Nazem Kadri, Huberdo, 
Uh, Rasmus Anderson, Uyghur is up there, and Elias Lindholm. So that's your power play one there in Calgary. That sounds pretty good to me. I mean, they should have Kadri up there. Uyghur is an interesting choice um, to mm -hmm. put up there as well. So they're going with the two defensemen. But um, yeah, how, what do you think of Calgary's power play there? Do you, do you like that change there, Nate? I mean, they definitely they needed to change right? something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, like it from that perspective. Uh, Uyghur is an interesting choice. Uh, maybe we were a year late on, on Uyghur. Like we talked about him a lot last year and how disappointing he was to our teams. But uh, yeah, we, we'll see. I, I mean, they're searching for anything right now. So we'll see. It'll be a game by game thing, I, I feel like. So if it doesn't work out next game, you could very well see something totally different the game after. But we'll see. And they sent that unit, Matt Coronado, down to the AHL. What the hell? Oh, well, they don't want to have any good players. Was that was yeah. the problem? Like, what are they tanking for, you know, Calabrini or Celebrini or whatever the man's name is? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyways, that's going on Power Play 1. Just an update for you. Keep an eye on it for game time. Detroit Power Play is a little bit different as well. Um, most Cider was moved to Power Play 2. So that's going to affect his value for sure. I, I wasn't expecting Cider on Power Play 1 this season. Uh, Nate and I talked about this a little bit in the projection shows. Like, Gostas Bear, that's kind of what they brought him in for, and he's remaining on Power Play 1. So, uh, Raymond is also moving up to Power Play 1. So, it's just just keep an eye on Cider. This, this is going to cap a little bit of his value, right, if he does stay on Power Play 2. Um, over to Minnesota as well. This is a really interesting development. We'll talk about this a little later as well. But for Power Play 1, they're going with five forwards. Dang um and uh the luck who was the lucky boy it's marco rossi he gets to go up to power play one and he's getting line one deployment as well with cap and matt boldy dang i mean that's that's what we call plum deployment right nate yeah that's pretty exciting for rossi we'll talk about him later for sure but um definitely a really exciting development i again i'm not sure that this is going to last we yeah. see a lot of teams experiment with five forward power plays and it never seems to last more than a week or two at the most but um definitely exciting in the interim yeah you get a couple shorties scored on you and then it's back to basics right um but yeah so that's that five forward power play is rossi uh marcus johansson Cap, Matt Boldy, and uh, Erickson Eck. And then the zucchini man gets moved to power play too. Oh, God, go make some zucchini bread, my man. Uh, you know, it's just, it's not working out. Um, and his deployment actually was down a little bit last game. It's only one game, but he went from like 20 minutes the game before to 16. So just keep an eye on Matt Zuccarello. It's, I mean, I'm with you, Nate. I don't think they're going to keep this going for very long, but, uh, you know, I think the first guy to go back up is going to be Zuccarello, obviously, right? Um, moving quickly over to St. Louis, the power play of Verana, Yaka Verana was moved up to power play one, and Kairou was moved to power play two. And then what they did tonight is they played what I thought was the power play two unit as the power play one unit. <laughs> so, you know, I I don't know what's going on in St. Louis for their power play besides the fact that it stinks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we don't need to worry about too much, too much there, but you know, Verona's back in play. So, you know, when St. Louis has a good schedule, I think that's a, a streamer you can look at. Uh, and then I do want to just quickly talk about Boston uh, with McAvoy out. I thought it was going to be Lindholm on power play one. And it looks like it's Kevin Shattenkirk, one of the best names uh, in the game. He's going to uh, quarterback power play one there in Boston and Lindholm's on power play two, but that's all I got. That's what I got for the news there, Nate. So why don't you get to business with the streaming that's what you're here for people and we got it <laughs> that is absolutely true just a quick shout out to kevin shattenkirk if you check out his uh at on twitter it's shat deuces so shout out <laughs> oh, to kevin shattenkirk leaning into it i love that 
All right, let us talk about the schedule here. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it. We got Monday with four games. Tuesday has 10 games. Wednesday, three games. Thursday, 11 games. Friday, six games. Saturday, 12 games. Sunday, five games. So this is the first time we really got something to work with here. So I think both and I, both Blake and I are pretty excited about this week. 51 total games played. Uh, normal week. I usually say, you know, anything in between 50 and 55 is kind of a normal week. Anything above 55 is more of a heavy week. Anything below 50, uh, 50 or below is probably a light week. So uh, we're kind of into that normal week range here for the first time. We've had some pretty light weeks to start the season. And it's led to some weird schedule things for us. But this is the first time I really feel like we're getting into a, a mid-season form with the with the schedule here. So that feels good. Uh, Tampa Bay is the only team that has a Monday-Tuesday back-to-back to open the week. Uh, so the Monday off night and then the Tuesday 10-game night. Pretty solid chance you might be able to squeeze somebody in there for an early week stream. So definitely take a look at Tampa Bay players for that. Uh, Florida and Toronto have the Monday-Wednesday off nights to open the week if you are full on the Tuesday. Then you've got four teams, Anaheim, Florida, Minnesota, and San Jose that have Friday-Sunday off nights to end the week. So you got lots of options, especially we're finally getting a Friday-Sunday that actually have some games here instead of Lovely. this two-game nonsense we've been dealing with for the past couple of weeks. Um, so that's great. Definitely got options for the end of the week streams for this upcoming week. And then in the middle of the week, you got Vegas and Washington that have the Wednesday, Friday off nights. So if you got a streamer from last week, if you got Nick Paul on the roster, uh, you want to run him Monday, Tuesday, and then you want to switch over, grab somebody from Vegas or Washington and run them for Wednesday, Friday, and then reevaluate on the weekend. You got lots of options this week is what I'm trying to get at. So overall, much better streaming schedule. You got multiple teams here to get multiple off nights from week-long streams. Very possible. Uh, obviously, still depends on what heavy days you might have some room on, which teams you might be able to pull from to do the week-long streaming. Really what I want to... I want to just kind of emphasize here is there's just no excuses this week. Don't have people on your benches. Look through your roster, figure out what you got for these heavy nights, and just get the players off your roster that you need to and make sure you're maximizing those games played for this week. It is definitely a week that you are able to do that and in a week that you should be doing that. Give yourself every opportunity to uh, win your week with that. All right. Why don't I toss it back to you, Blake? Why don't you give us the worst teams to stream or potentially even drop some players from? Yeah, sure, buddy. Um, yeah, I'm, but I'm so with you, man. This is the, It's week four. We finally get to like actually use some strategy with our streaming. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's pretty exciting, actually, because, yeah, you, we're just picking up week-long streams and hoping for the best, right, because it's slim pickings. But like you said, you can pick up so many players. You could almost play really every day of the week, like even a 12-game Saturday. That's not terrible right you yep. might be able to get a defenseman in there if you got like four or five d on your you know on your roster like you, you might be able to do that so anyways um let's get into it these are the worst teams we're looking at here um it's it's pretty simple chicago and the new jersey devils they both have two games this week with one off night so i mean you're you're basically with chicago obviously you're holding bedard um and seth jones but that's that's it right you don't need to hold anybody else taylor hall included get the hell out of my sight um, we don't need this, right? Um, so I think all those guys are are pretty droppable. And then for New Jersey, yeah, this is going to be interesting with Jack Hughes out because some players are going to get an increase in role, right? 
but I don't think it's going to be enough to hold him through a two game week when you've got all these other options, right? So just keep yeah. that in mind. But I mean, obviously we're holding all the major players, right? We're, we're not dropping anybody silly, right? Um, but yeah, guys like I, I'm interested. I, I'm interested just to watch guys like Dawson Mercer, uh, Palat, um, Eric Halla, what, what are they going to do? Right. And how's, you know, even Holtz, right. It's just guys that are kind of getting minimized. Mercer's a really weird one. Like the guys, 10 games with zero points. What the yeah. hell? What's going on with this kid? Yeah. I honestly don't really know. It's a, uh, it's a pretty bizarre situation. You know, you don't want to speculate on injuries or something, but like it's mm. the first thing that comes to mind because the rest of it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, man. Um, anyways, so yeah, th- those are those are the teams you're looking at, you know, with the worst schedule anyway. Um, I, it's kind of nice when Chicago is the worst team because you're like, I, I'm not yeah. <laughs> anyway, so who cares? Bye. Um, there is nine teams that play three games with zero off nights. And I want to go through them because there's only nine of them. So uh, the, the teams that play three games with zero off nights, Arizona, Colorado, Detroit, Nashville, New York Islanders, Pittsburgh, Seattle, St. Louis, and Winnipeg. Those are your teams that do have three games, but they all play on the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, right? So, I mean, it doesn't mean you drop all the fringe guys on those teams. I think the Tuesday and Thursday, you might be able to get someone in. And like we talked about, you might be able to get someone on the Saturday as well. But just keep that in mind. Um, To me, some interesting teams there, um, Arizona, right? And I wanted to talk to you about this, Nate. Um, Guys like Barrett Hayton and Logan Cooley. What are we doing with these guys? Are we, you know, and even throw Schmaltz in there, although I, I know what I'm doing with Schmaltz, but um, Hayton and Cooley, are we dropping these guys in a three-game week with zero off nights with this kind of schedule? I would be, yeah. Um, I dropped Barrett Hayton already this week yep. after the Monday, Wednesday, or what did they start the week with? Were they Monday, Tuesday? Anyway, I dropped Barrett Hayton. That's what yep. I'm trying to get out there. Um, yeah, Monday, Wednesday, they had it. Yeah. So I'm just not that <laughs> interested in the guys who are not Keller and Schmaltz, basically, and Dursey, obviously, on the back end, you're going to hang on to. Um, yeah, those guys are definitely a tier below for me at this point. Hayton, I tweeted about it a little bit. I was still in on Hayton um, for a good bit because the underlying numbers were still there. The last three games, the underlying numbers have really started to tank. I think maybe it's just a confidence issue at this point. They're still playing the crap out of them, so I don't think it's like an injury, underlying injury or anything, but um, yeah, it might just be a confidence thing at this point, and he might need to get some sort of reset at some point and get a lucky goal, and then he might start to pick things back up. But, I mean, at this point, you just can't bank on it anymore. So uh, I'd let Hayden go, and then Cooley is still, like, as of right now, he still hasn't made his way up the lineup at even strength, and so it makes it you're literally just betting that he can find his way into a power play point. It's going to be really hard for him to produce anything consistently at even strength uh, when he's playing down there with Carconi and Liam O'Brien. So. Uh, I would definitely drop both those guys. But definitely hold Jack McBain. Oh, God. (laughs) Rest of season hold. Bucket. Yeah. Um, All right. I love Jack McBain. Don't hold Jack McBain. All right. That's a disclaimer, but I'm going to hold on every single team just because I love the name. All right. That's that's how I play fantasy. All right. Let's move (laughs) on. Okay. And you're keeping Schmaltz, by the way. We have to keep Schmaltz. Yes. All right. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about Philadelphia as well. They have three games with one off night, but I did just want to mention like they were the best streaming team here last week. So, um, you're, you're dropping all those fringe guys, right? Like Scott Lawton bye. 
right? Um, Bobby Brink, thank you for your service. Uh, thank you. Get off my team. Uh, even Atkinson, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm holding Atkinson for this three game week. I don't think he's, I don't know. I, I wasn't super impressed. I mean, I think he got a goal, so that's nice, but um, yeah, he's off my team. Anybody else? I don't know. What, what are you doing with your Philly guys? Anyone you'd hold for the three game one uh, off night there, Nate? Um, yeah, I mean, Atkinson's underlying numbers are fine. They're not like breaking the bank. He's obviously like last five games, he's got five points. So he's still doing that. Um, it kind of depends for me. Like if you can get Atkinson in for the Tuesday game against the sharks, then maybe you want to do that just because yeah, the sharks are, yeah. uh, historically bad so far. And then they play the ducks on the Friday off night. So like you could be looking at a situation where it would make sense to hang on. Um, that's going to be kind of just on a team by team basis rather than, you know, a unilateral, uh, you got to hold them or you got to drop them kind of situation. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, those are the teams I just wanted to mention about, uh, yeah, the worst teams and potential drops that you're looking at. All right. And don't drop just because we say, or don't say, right. You got to do what makes sense for you and your team. All right. Hit us up with questions. We'll help you on an individual basis. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the best team to stream. For the cream. All right. Um, and just try growing up with the last name Creamer. It's not awesome. Right? <laughs> it's really not awesome, right? Because, you know. It's probably in not Alabama, awesome when you talk about it that way either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. if I say it in the creepy voice with this mustache, yeah. <laughs> that's not good for anybody. But yeah, in elementary school, it's like, oh, Creamer. Oh, you're like, you're like coffee creamer. And then in high school, it's like, Creamer. Yeah, it goes yeah. to a different level in high school, doesn't oh, it? God, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting it from all sides, but you know, I'm leaning into it. I love, I love this name. It's the cream team to stream. Let's get to biz. Um, okay. I digressed. All right. Uh, so we have this week in week four, we have a perfect streaming team and we love to see it. Unfortunately, they have the world's crappiest streamers. Um, <laughs> well, not really. Yeah, there's worse, but yeah, it's Florida. The Florida Panthers play four games and they're all on the off nights. You love to see it. It's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So that's excellent. Um, so you can do a you can do a week long stream. Just pump one of these guys in, and just one move, four games, book it. That's how you. That's that's a nice week long stream, right? The problem is like some of the streamers there, right? Um, I think you're looking at as kind of your top guy, probably OEL, right? Oliver Ekman Larson. He's still getting power play one, um, and he, you know, I thought he was going to be out for a little bit. Like I talked about on the the cream exchange, the cream of the crop mm -hmm. about picking up Gustav Forsling because I thought there was going to be some concussion issues with Ekman Larson and it, yeah, it just didn't happen. So that's good news for him. Not so great for Forsling, right? Um, but OEL, he's rostered at 16% and he's a viable player, right? He hasn't really popped here, only three points in nine games, right? But he's out there 67% power play share with Florida, right? And I think they're underachieving there. So like Matt Kachuk too, he, he's, he's not scoring. Like this, once these guys start putting the puck in the net, like uh, this is going to be a good week for Ekman Larson. I think, you know, you can probably get like three to four points out of this guy this week. So um, I think that's a good option there. Um, I know, Nate, why don't you talk about Anton Lundell a little bit? Because he's out there as well. He's 3% rostered. What, what do you think about Lundell this week? Yeah, I like Lundell a little bit, um, mostly just off the back of his even strength deployment. Right now he's playing with Verhege and Tuchuk, and that's a spot that I'm just yeah. always going to be interested in someone playing with those two guys. Um, you can see it a little bit. He had a nice game the other night. 
Uh, you can see it a little bit in his underlying numbers the last little bit. But um, yeah, basically, if you're looking to a forward from Florida for this week, somebody to get you some points upside, it's got to be Lundell. He has five shots in both of his last couple of games here. So you like to see that. He got a goal in the last game, up over 17 minutes, both of those games. Yeah, it's just a, a little bit of a trend up here for Lundell. And as long as he keeps that deployment, you're going to be happy with it. So if you really need the off nights, like if you got a team that's full of uh, full of players that are playing on heavy nights and you really need off nights, then I think Lundell is probably going to be a priority for you uh, for your ads for the upcoming week. Yeah. And just, just keep that in mind as well. It's like, yeah, the, this we're saying this team has the best streaming schedule, but it doesn't mean like that's your first team that you go to, to pick a player, right? Like with this type of week, you can get players in on almost every day, right? So you don't mm -hmm. have to do a week long stream here. Like we're not saying like, OEL is the best option. Go get them or go get Lundell, right? Because to me personally, there, there are some options that might be a little better that might make more sense for your team, depending on your roster. So Full disclaimer there, but yeah, I, I like what you had to say about Lindell. I like the two five-shot games there. That's really nice. Uh, it'd be nice if they got him on the power play at some point, but don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, we should probably talk about E2 Lul Starinen as well. He's he's in the mix, right? 2% rostered. Damn. Um, the thing about <laughs> Lindell and Lul Starinen, like, shoot the puck, boys. Like, when you got, a sh you know, shots on goal per game of under two, like, ah, it's, it's just... Yeah. You're basically just throwing a dart at a dartboard and hoping that the player you get like hits for some reason, right? And I'm not really big on either player. Lundell definitely more than Lewis Starnin, right? Because of, of especially like you said, he's trending upwards, right? And his deployment at even strength is is a really nice spot to be. But um, I don't know. Any thoughts on Lewis Starnin there, Nate? Yeah, I threw him in here just because there might be some people who are like, I literally can't fit anybody else into my lineup. I need a week long stream. Lundell's already gone. It's a deep league, you know. Um, yeah. Lusterinen is the next guy up for me after that, just on the back of the fact that he actually does get minutes, unlike pretty much everybody else in the bottom six for Florida. So um, that's why he's in there, but he's been pretty cold. He has one point in nine games to start the season. So it's uh, it's definitely a long shot if you're going there. Is that how you say his name? Luastarn? What did, oh, God. I honestly don't know. I, I blacked it no. when I said yeah. it. So. You know what? It's that you said it so confidently that, <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry to call you on that. I should have just let it go. <laughs> but yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll figure it out on the back end. All right. You know, we we'll will. Put, yeah, we'll put a link to the dictionary. Like, you know, when same you click with, the, yeah. what do same you got? with Ruzyushka. Yeah, yeah. Ruz, 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 yeah. Whenever you say Lewis Starden's name, you just have to put your hand in front of him. I'm like, Lewis Starden. <laughs> Lewis Ruzka. Yeah, Lewis Rissonen. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Yeah, we lost it there. That's fine. Um, okay, so Lewis Starden <laughs> is there. And I should mention, if someone dropped Forsling, I think you got to pick him up for this week. Forsling's yep. a must add for this week. He's over 50%, so we're not really talking about him. But yeah, I, I still believe in this player to some degree, but his, he, his shots have been cut in half. Like mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's a big time shot producer from the back end last year, this year, not so much. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, I, you have to have him for this week. Yeah, I definitely actually do agree with that. He was dropped in a few spots. And I did pick him up actually in a couple of spots I in, saw a couple that. in my leagues. Um, basically just looking ahead to this, this week, he has uh, two or three shots in each of his last four games. So it has trended nice. up a little bit. He does block. Uh, he plays a ton of minutes. Like, uh, you can definitely do worse on a team like Florida with a great schedule if you need a defenseman streamer for the week.
Yep. Pick them up. All right, let's move on. So after Florida, we're looking at uh, a pretty an, another really good streaming team. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, Nate knows a little something about these boys. All right, um, they yeah they play four games and they have three off nights. So yeah, what what does Toronto play actually? Yeah, so again, they're Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then they play on the Saturday. Which again, you might be able to get somebody in there. I don't know, but you could definitely pick them up for the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then stream somebody in for the Sunday or or however you want to do it. Right? There's there's lots of different options there. But let's look at some of the players on Toronto that you can grab. All right. And the first one is the Klingon John Klingberg. All right. Your son Rip is online toot. All right. Uh, John Klingberg. He's still power play one. He's only forty two percent rostered. So this is a no brainer. Klingberg's got to be rostered for this week. Um, you know, I, I don't see why, like, it's it hasn't been a great start, honestly, for Klingberg. Like, what does he have, like, five five assists or four assists or something like that in his first few games? Like, it, it's not what you would think uh, a player uh, quarterbacking power play one there. Yeah, five assists in ten games and two on the power play. So, um, but, yeah, you got to pick him up. Like, I don't know, what's what's the what's the message there? What, what's it been like having John Klingberg on your team there, Nate? What's What are the first results here? Uh, I had said this in the off season, but we could have had Shane Gosses Barrett and we chose John Klingberg and that was absolutely the worst decision we made this off season. Um, yeah, uh, he was, I watched the game the other night. He was directly responsible for how bad the least power play was in a couple of spots. They had an opportunity to go up on the Bruins late in the game and he was just like giving pucks away for no reason. And, uh, it looked pretty bad, to be honest. And they have put Riley back on power play one, just a couple of different opportunities in the last week here. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very worried about Klingberg. Like, I think, I think you're right. He should be rostered, but I'm kind of like hoping somebody else is going to do that for me because yeah, I don't, totally. I really don't want to be the guy stuck with John Klingberg power play two. And now he does absolutely nothing for my team for the week. Yeah, John Klingberg power play two becomes Eric Gustafson last year with the Leafs, right? It's just like yeah. nothing, doing, nothing doing <laughs> exactly. at all, right? So, and buddy, this man's a millionaire. What, like, fix your teeth? What, John Klingberg? <laughs> he doesn't put his bridge in. You've got to get that bridge in there for picture day, uh, John. All right, it's it's you know, intimidating. I think that's what it is. Yeah, except the look on his face. I don't know. I'm looking at uh, Frozen Tools right now. If you're interested in what I'm talking about, go check out uh, Dauber Frozen Tools and look up John Klingberg. That's the picture you want to see. Uh, you know, when you're skating down and there's a defenseman in front of you, you just push that man aside and you get the business. Right? Um, all right. But that's enough talking about John Klingberg. That's probably all we'll talk about him uh, this season. All right. Uh, but yeah, he should be owned in my opinion. Um, what actually something interesting about the Leafs power play, it looks like they've been really efficient, but, um, something I've been looking into a little bit more is how much actual power play time on ice teams are getting. And the Leafs are, have the seventh lowest power play time on ice in the league. Like they're drawing the seventh least, or they're just having the, the seventh lowest time on ice. So, um, yeah, that, that's just an interesting development. So, you know, when you look at a guy like John Klingberg, who's had power play one for most of the season, it's like, why is he not doing better? It's like, well, you know, it, it's. I think it makes a difference a little bit. Like they're they're not on the power play as much as as other teams. Teams like Ottawa, who is leading the league again this year in uh, actual power play uh, minutes that they have in the game. It's just an interesting thing. Is that something you ever look at, Nate? I've never really looked at the overall minutes. Usually, I tend to think these things balance out. But Toronto is one of the worst teams in the league at drawing penalties year after year. You can uh, get into the half baked. Uh, conspiracy theories about why that might be the case but um 
it it's just consistently true that the Leafs are bottom third team in drawing penalties year after year. Yeah, there you go. Um, anywho, I'm digressing. Let's talk about um, some of the wingers that you can get on this team. We're looking at, uh, I was going to say Ty, Max Domi. Yeah, Ty Domi, Todd Bertuzzi, and <laughs> no, that's how we're going. Uh, yeah, Max Domi, Tyler Bertuzzi, and uh, um, Cal Yarncroc, and then um, Matthew Nyes, right? That's how you say his name, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, of those four, what do you think, Nate? Who are you who are you looking at of Domi, Pertuzzi, Nyes, and Yarncroc? What's what's kind of the order you're you're looking at streaming? I've been going back and forth on this a lot. Um it's it's really up in the air in my opinion because Bertuzzi has been getting so it's been Yarncroc up there with Matthews and Marner, it's been Bertuzzi with Tavares and Nylander, and it's been Nyes and Domi on the third line with David Kampf. Um so Bertuzzi has gotten himself benched in the third period of both of the last two games, yeah, which is crazy. not a good look. Uh, he's not been producing. He's not been doing much of anything while he's been out there. Apparently he's been nursing an injury. Um, maybe that has something to do with it, but clearly that can't be the only thing going on. Like Sheldon Keefe is not a guy who just goes out and like yeah. benches people. Like he very, very rarely does that. He did it with Nylander a couple of times uh, a little bit earlier on in his career, but like, if if he's doing that, then he really does not think well of what you're what you're doing on the ice at the moment. He's not a guy who usually resorts to that. So all that to say, I would normally have said Tyler Bertuzzi in this spot. But right now I'm feeling much less confident in that take. Um just yeah, just based on the fact that he seems to be getting and just yeah, less deployment, and uh, there's some pretty bad vibes around his yeah. play right now. Um, Nyes and Domi do not have great underlying stats, but they're playing on that third line with a black hole at center and David Kampf, so there's a little bit of of that, like what might happen if if Bertuzzi is the guy who like gets bumped down the lineup now. I mean, Yarncroak is by no means a staple on the top line either, like... If if Nice if you told me tomorrow that Nice was going to play all of next week on the Matthews Marner line, like he's immediately the top guy, right? So mm-hmm. um, there's a little bit of that. If you have the option to wait through uh, the weekend here and kind of see what's going to develop, get a little bit more information. They obviously have the game on Saturday against Buffalo. Maybe some lines get shifted around there, and you get a little more a little bit more information. I would kind of just go with whoever has the best deployment, probably in the end of things. Um, yeah, it's, it's really tough. I have flip-flopped the way that I have these guys in the rankings, which we'll get into, but I've flip-flopped it a a few different times and I'm really not sure where I'm going to end up (laughs) by the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's great advice. Like homework game, just watch the game on Saturday, see the kind of deployment. Let's take a look at the Corsi for the scoring chances and the shots, like who's balling out the most. Right. Um, cause yeah, I think it's, it's kind of a crapshoot, right? Um, I think common sense dictates to probably go Bertuzzi, Domi, Nyes, Yarncroc, but it, it's weird. Like Yarncroc's on the top line and second power play. Like, I, I don't know. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a crapshoot. So let's watch that game on Saturday to really kind of figure it out there. But I think you could pick up any one of those guys and they're, they're probably all in the same tier. Most likely with Bertuzzi, maybe if he's getting more ice time, like he has better metrics. So that's mm-hmm. kind of, that's what we want to see. But yeah, if he's getting benched, it's like the lowest point to pick this man up. So that's showing no good. 
Um, all right, let's go. There are five teams that we want to talk about that have four games and two off nights, right? So these are all viable teams for you this week, right? So, and there's lots of good streamers on these teams. So let's check it out. We're talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Dallas Stars, Minnesota Wild, the San Jose Sharks, and your Vancouver Canucks, the 10-1 winners of one of the worst <laughs> drubbings I've ever seen in my life. Oh, man. I feel... I, I love the Canucks. I actually felt bad for San Jose the other night. Did you see that like little girl that had a sign that's like, this is my first Sharks game. And like yeah. the face was just dead inside. Like, oh, that's terrible. Anyways, um, let's move on. Let's talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets. Obviously, I got a lot of love for some of these streamers here. And there's some good ones, right? You got Boone Jenner, who's... Um, 49% rostered. We have to mention him, right? If he's out there, I think you got to grab him. You have to grab him for this week. Um, Adam Fantilli as well, 30% rostered. And I was looking up the Columbus Blue Jackets and Fantilli's showing out in his shots on goal per 60 as well. I actually didn't really mm -hmm. know that. Um, so yeah, when I dug in on the Blue Jackets a little bit, he's he's second on the team, I think. Um, yeah, no, he's first on the team. Over Boone Jenner, Adam Fantilli. I love that, right? They're both power play ones. So I think they're both good options. And Fantilli's he's more readily available. So take a look there. Um, and then Provorov as well. This was a big surprise. The man has eight assists. How is this happening? I, I, <laughs> I That happened very quietly. I wasn't aware that Provorov was like actually racking up points because he's such a plug. But um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on some of those, uh, some of those Columbus boys? Because there's a couple other guys there as well. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit all over. So Fantilli's metrics look good. In the last game, he only skated eleven forty two. Yeah, um, which is pretty concerning. Obviously, that's not what you want to see. So maybe another little bit of a homework game against Washington here on Saturday uh, to make sure that he's gonna get some more deployment. But yeah, like the metrics look terrific with Fantilli. He's trending towards becoming a star, in my opinion, yeah. already. Love um, that. Yeah, definitely agree. If Jenner's out there, he's a priority because he should be rostered and held in almost every league, in my opinion. So definitely go out and do that. And then the other guy in Columbus that I'm particularly excited about is Kirill Marchenko. I know he's sitting in the press box for multiple games, which yeah. gives you no confidence whatsoever uh, that he's actually going to play. So, you know, do what you will with that. Um but man, every time the guy's on the ice, he's generating stuff. And he went straight to the top power play. It was actually uh, Fantilli was on power play two and Marchenko went to power play one along with Jack Roslevic in the last game. So um, keep your eyes peeled for deployment and all that, but you can definitely do worse than Marchenko. The one thing with Columbus, though, is that schedule, like they have the Monday off night and the Sunday off night. So the off nights they have are on the opposite yeah. ends of the week. And if you can't get these guys in for the Thursday, Saturday heavy nights, either one, then probably you're not actually that interested in a Columbus streamer for this week. So definitely a, a team if you're looking to stream one of these guys you got to look and see if they're actually going to crack your lineup on one of those heavy nights if they crack on one of the heavy nights then definitely they're a great um, week-long stream but if they don't crack it for either then you're looking at two games that are five days apart you probably got a better way to use your ads for the week than to go to these guys Yep, that's a really good point. And something Nate and I were talking about just a little bit um, before we started the show is because this is an actual strategic streaming week, we should look at the the opponents that these teams play, right? Like when it's so black and white and the, there's like two games on a day, it's like you just get the players that are playing on those days. It doesn't matter, right? But yeah. um, to that point, I mean, Columbus is is playing some pretty good teams, right? They're playing Florida, Dallas, Detroit, and the Rangers, right? That's who Columbus is playing, right? That's a killer's row. 
So, I mean, you know, just something to think about. You got to put those things in the back of your mind when you're doing this, right? I did also want to mention David, Damon Severson as well. Um, he did, it looked like he spent a, like maybe one power play out on power play one with Zach Wierenski. So they were going 2D there. So again, just a homework game. Take a look at their game on Saturday and see if they do it again. Because if they do, then I think uh, Severson is, is interesting, right? He's viable if he's going to get those kind of minutes, because he's a player that can actually put up, up some points from the back end. So something to look at there, Damon Severson. So let's move on to the next team, Dallas, right? Um, the, the good thing about Dallas is if you grab some Dallas players from last week, you can just roll them right into this week, all right? Because Dallas had a decent schedule before, and again, they got a good schedule here. It's the Monday, Thursday, and then they have the back-to-back on Saturday, Sunday. So... Let's look at these. Um, you got Duchesne. Was that Duchesne again? I think it was. Um, Matt Duchesne <laughs> is there. Uh, or as Binksy says, Duchesne. Um, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, either either works. Okay. Um, so Matt Duchesne is there. Tyler Sagan. Wyatt Johnston is actually someone I'm, I'm pretty interested in if I'm going Dallas. That's probably the guy that I'm going with more than the others. Um, and then you got Mason Marchman as well. He's only 3% roster and he's not getting amazing deployment, but the metrics are decent. What say you about these Dallas players, Nate? I'm actually a little bit into Duchesne right now. Underlying mm-hmm. metrics are yeah. ticking up a little bit. Uh, his line, the Sagan Duchesne Marchment line in the last game, got the second most time on ice at even strength for whatever that's worth. Um, yeah, just a couple things trending up for Duchesne overall. 54th in uh, shot attempts for 60 last five games, 39th in individual scoring chances for last five games. Um, and he's got five points in five games. So uh, he's feeling it a little bit at the moment. Uh, but yeah, again, like you mentioned, same schedule exactly as Columbus. So you got to really look and see if these guys are actually going to be cracking your lineup for the week. Sweet. Um, cool. Let's move on to Minnesota as well. Minnesota doesn't have a very good streamers. Let's, let's be real about that. Um, but they have one really good streamer in my opinion, and we got to talk about it. All right. So we're looking at, uh, how about Marcus Foligno? Oh man, this guy has a beautiful head of hair and he's an extreme beefer with cheese. I've got him in a full bangers league. I love this man. Uh, he just gets the biz on the regular. So he's there, uh, especially in category leagues. He can actually do something for you. Um, Jared Spurgeon as well is on this list. I don't know. What have you heard about Jared Spurgeon, Nate? Is he, is he pretty close or what's the situation there? Yeah, so yeah, maybe we should have thrown it in the news and notes. Yeah, it was close. Yeah, he is close. So there is a chance that he was actually going to play um, uh, this week yet on Saturday here against the Rangers. Uh, they haven't ruled that out, I guess, yet. I would characterize that probably as a long shot, but it mm-hmm. sounds like trending towards playing potentially all of next week at this point. So you got to still keep your eyes open and. Uh, um, figure out exactly what they're going to do. But that would be, if I had to make a wager right now, I'd say that he's in for Tuesday. Love that. Okay. So yeah, you got to keep your eyes out for Jared Spurgeon. Cause um, you know, we talked about, they're doing a five forward power play there in Minnesota and that show is never any good. It, I, I mean, <laughs> no one has ever ran a whole season with five forwards on the power play just and been successful. Right. So yeah. I think this is a little bit, you know, just kind of something they're trying out, but um, also Kalen Addison is, is being faded lots of times. His minutes are all over the shop. And I, I think if, when Spurgeon comes back, I think power play one is probably going to be 
where he lands, right? I would, that would not surprise me at all. And that's a great power play in Minnesota. So that's why we're talking about Jared Spurgeon right now. Okay. This guy could be a, a low key source of goals as well. So uh, keep that in mind, take a look and see if he's out there. If you have um, IR plus and you can add a guy directly to your IR, that is money in the bank. So if you can do that with Jared Spurgeon, pick him up and, you know, have a Coke and a smile. Love that. Uh, let's move on. We're talking about uh, Marcus Johansson as well. He's 5% rostered. You know I love me some Marcus Johansson. Uh, he's still on power play one, 5% rostered. No respect for this man. All right, he's, he's putting up some reasonable stats uh, with some of the worst underlying metrics you've ever seen. Um, and then we have to talk about Marco Rossi. This is a guy that um, I think you should be interested in. And it might ha this might be a situation where you have to pick this guy up now, kind of like the Eric Gustafson situation, like pick him up now and then just figure it out on the back end. If, if, if they don't aren't playing him or he's, you know, getting limited in, in the games, like then you just drop him. Right. But with a great schedule this week and he's playing right now, he's scheduled this. These are game day tweets we're talking about, but he's, he's, he's taking reps on line one and power play one. And he played 20 minutes last game. Um, and just for fun, I mean, he's, he's got the, the highest shots and goal per 60 on the Minnesota wild. That's, you know, that that's a little unexpected. I mean, granted in limited ice time, right? So that kind of boosts those numbers sometimes, but uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Marco Rossi and how, how interested should we be here? Nate? I'm fairly interested. Yeah. I think, uh, it's a good spot to be. And Minnesota does have a better schedule, um, if you can call it that, it's the same schedule in terms of the off nights, but it's a different schedule in terms of when those off nights occur. So they have their their two heavy nights are the Tuesday, Thursday. Um, Tuesday is the lightest of the heavy nights. So there's a better chance that you're going to get them in for that game. And then they have the Friday, Sunday end of the week, which is always nice to avoid the heavy Saturday. And yeah, I mean, they've got the Islanders for Tuesday. So if you are getting them in there, the Islanders right now are the third worst team in the league in terms of Corsi against that even strength. So you figure he's oh. going to get some shots there, get some chances at the very least. So you like that. And with Rossi, like I think most people know, former top 10 uh, overall pick in his draft year had, yeah, just kind of a circuitous route, had a really bad bout of COVID, long COVID, um, uh, just yeah took a really long time to get on track kind of missed a whole year of development um and then uh, is finally kind of starting to seemingly come into his own here has five points in his last five games here and obviously if he's going to play with guys like Kaprizov and Boldy on the regular then that's something that we're all going to be all about because we have a lot of respect for the talent of Kaprizov and Boldy here on the Apples and Genos fantasy hockey podcast so um, yeah, Rossi is definitely somebody I'm interested in. I, I'm trying to handicap how much I think that this, uh, deployment is going to last. Mm -hmm. I think it's still pretty up in the air. They're searching for something. He's providing it at the moment. Um, as soon as he doesn't, they'll probably go another direction. So, you know, you gotta kind of take that for what it's worth. But in terms of like, if he has a terrific week this week, like if he goes off for five points in four games this week, then he's a guy who's going to be sticking in your lineup for the foreseeable future. So that kind of player is something that you should legitimately get excited about and you should go out and add uh, with priority, in my opinion. So Marco Rossi, definitely a guy that I'm interested in. Book it. That's how we do. All right. Get yourself some Marco Rossi and do it now. All right. Let's move on. Uh, we can slam through these next ones here. Uh, San Jose Sharks 
How about nobody? I mean, if you really want to get froggy, go pick up Thomas the Turtle Hurdle. Uh, if you're looking for donuts across the board, um, San Jose is is one of the worst teams I've ever seen play hockey, and it sucks. <laughs> They're good guys. I like Thomas Hurdle. I, you know, it's, this is just not a good environment for for players to play in. But yeah, Hurdle's out there. He's 38 percent rostered. He's getting a ton of deployment, power play one, but nothing's going in. Uh, it's crazy. The San Jose Sharks have 10 goals in their season. The Canucks scored 10 the other night. This, oh God, that's terrible. So anyways, uh, we don't need to go too much longer on San Jose. Yeah, Thomas, the turtle hurdle is there. So go pick him up if you're looking at San Jose. And then the last team, uh, Vancouver, they've got a decent schedule here as well. What the heck did they play? Yeah, they're playing the Monday, then Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, right? So um, there's, there's not too many good streamers on this team. Obviously everybody's rostered, but if I was to pick up a Vancouver Canuck, I think I'd be looking at Ilya Mikhaev. I like what I've seen from this player. His metrics are outstanding, um, in limited time and he passes the eye test as well. This guy can skate, right? He can skate and he shoots a lot and he's getting a ton of scoring chances. So, um, and he's, he's getting some, some power play two looks and he's playing with, uh, Pedersen, a big cozy. So, um, that's a nice place to be. So I like Makayev, and then Anthony Beauvillier is a is a deep league off deep league option as well. He's four percent rostered. Got a couple goals the other night. It's five hundred the game, and he's a very handsome man as well. So um, I mean, we can agree on that. I don't know any thoughts on on Vancouver there, Nate. Uh, I will not be offering my thoughts on how handsome the men are there, but well, I do think Makayev is is definitely uh, rosterable in a deeper format for sure. Um, definitely a guy who shows out in the metrics, but is never truly efficient with them. Um, but you know, all it takes is uh, you would you would at least prefer that he have the metrics there, and then you know, hopefully he gets lucky uh, in the week that yeah. you pick him up for the stream and he gets a couple in, rather than not have the metrics and you're really just hoping to get extremely lucky. So, Mikheyev creates uh, some of that luck for himself for sure. So, definitely think if you need a guy from Vancouver, Mikheyev's the guy to go with. Yep, love that. And then lastly, we'll go through two teams real quick here. Um, Anaheim Ducks. And what is a duck? And the Washington <laughs> Capitals. All right, three games played, two off nights. So these are going to be options for you for streams as well. Um, let's just rip, rip through Anaheim here. They're, they're actually, Anaheim's a bit of a tough stream for the first half of the week because they only play Tuesday and then they play Friday, Sunday. So you're probably mm -hmm. looking at, you know, picking them up in the in the back half of the week get them for that friday sunday but i mean you, you probably have some of these guys right they're crazy hot right now frank vetrano is like 82 percent owned in yahoo <laughs> i mean i'm not saying he shouldn't be but wow that is quite a development there so and guys like mason mctavish i mean these guys are popping off it um but let, let's look at some of the streamers there um cam fowler 43 percent rostered you know, I think is a reasonable ad if you're if you're gonna go the Ducks. Uh, Ryan Strom as well. He was uh, out the last game there, but he's still there, thirty nine percent. I'm not really big on Ryan Strom. I, I think it's kind of it's like a flash in the pan. He's just got uh, you know. I said this on the the cream exchange as well. Just you know, skating lightning in a bottle. His line right that the metrics don't really back up especially with Ryan Strom, like what he's doing. So I expect that to sort of fall off. And then what about Mintikov though? That's a player I am definitely excited about. He's 34% rostered and he looks good and he's getting all the deployment and he's, he's getting big minutes too, like in the, at, at the end of games. So that's always what I like to see, especially with a young rear guard like this. I don't know. What are your thoughts on uh, Mintikov and even, you know, Leo Carlson for this week? 
Yeah, so Minchikov is definitely a guy that we've been touting uh, here since last week. Uh, hopefully you got in early and you got some of those points he's been putting up this week. So definitely a guy that we like 27th amongst all defensemen in individual scoring chances, 4 per 60 in the last five games here for Minchikov. Still averaging under 19 minutes um, the last five games. So uh, deployment could be better, but I mean, for what he is a very young defenseman just entering the league. He looks yeah. very impressive and yep. I think he's really made an impression still on the top power play there. Um, yeah. I think Minchikov is definitely that dude at the moment and he fills out the banger cats too, which is something yep. you love to see. So uh, has peripheral value, even when he's not filling the score sheet. Love that. And then anything on Leo Carlson, like he's out there and, and he did play three games in a row. <laughs> Yay. Right. Thank you, Leo Carlson, for your service. Um, what, what are your thoughts there? Is anyone taking a ride? Should we take a ride with Leo Carlson? Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if he's playing himself into a little bit more time here. Like three games in a row. Um, I've heard the theory that he's going to uh, sit on the Sunday game that they have upcoming here. Maybe, maybe not. Um, maybe he's just uh, playing so well that they can't really put him yeah. on the on the in the press box anymore. So um, it's something I'm monitoring for sure because if he does make him get himself into this game on Sunday, then I think that's a pretty clear indication that they think he's just too good to leave uh, in the press box. So that's just a guy that I want to watch and see what they're doing. Yeah, they probably didn't expect to have a winning record at this point in the season either, right? And and like basically caving in teams, you know, like what what's happening? I don't understand. Frank Vetrano, like yeah, this is this guy's most underrated player of the season so far. Um, all right, and we got to talk about Washington quickly as well. Washington, they're in a similar boat to Anaheim. They only play Wednesday, Friday, and then Saturday, right? So um, yeah, it's but you're going to have some options there, and there are some decent streamers there on Washington. You're looking at Dylan Strom, he's 31% uh, rostered on Yahoo, and then I still like uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov um, just because of the deployment he's getting and the and um, yeah, the minutes he's getting with good players. And then you can, if you're in deeper leagues, you can get Rasmus Sandin. And then TJ Oshie is out there as well, who's, you know, moonlighting on power play one. So, yeah, any thoughts on the the Washington guys, Nate? Because you, you uh, you're, you're liking Washington these days a little bit. Yeah, Washington's underlying metrics have come up in a big way the last little bit uh, as a team. And so I'm a little bit uh, more bullish on them than I have been for sure. Like Dylan Strom, if you look at his on-ice numbers, fourth in the league in Corsi, four per 60, fifth in scoring chances, four per 60 in his last five games. Those are good numbers. That's what you want to see. He's still not shooting a ton, but he's been scoring a ton. So there is that. And then Kuznetsov is just getting all the minutes, all the time, nearly 24 minutes a game, his last five games. So I uh, definitely think you can do worse than those two guys if you need a stream uh, for this week. Uh, like I mentioned, yeah, if you got like a Tampa Bay that goes Monday, Tuesday, and then you get into a Wednesday uh, Friday situation with Stromer Kuznetsov. That's a pretty good setup for your week if you want to do that. Yep, love it. Um, well, that's it. Those are your best streaming teams. Um, definitely, you know, this show sheet is going to be out there for Nate's uh, Patreon and everything. So if you need to see a copy of this, that's that's out there. Nate, why don't you tell us the ranked versions of all your best players to stream? Let's get to biz. Yeah, so I do this caveat every week, uh, but basically I have to assume uh, for the purposes of ranking these players that you can only get in the players on the off nights. If you can get in the players, um, 
on some of the heavier nights, then that would change these rankings. And I'll talk about that as I go through it. But um, I do have Lundell as the top streamer for this week. Uh, as long as he's with Tachuk, I think that he's just going to be basically handed points, even if he doesn't yeah. play that well. And he has legitimately played well, as I mentioned, uh, the last couple of games here. So I do like Anton Lundell uh, quite a bit for this week. If you need the off nights, then I do think Lundell is that dude. And then I have the three guys from Toronto who have the uh, three off nights this week uh, as kind of the next tier. And that right now I have it as Matthew Nice at the top and then Max Domi and then Tyler Bertuzzi. I'm pretty scared off of Bertuzzi right now. I don't know what's going to happen next week, but I'm just very kind of reticent about that situation. I think I kind of said my piece there, but right now I do have yep. Nice at the top because I think that he's at least the most exciting option, the one that you would actually get legitimately excited about. Like even if Domi went to the top line with Matthews and Marner, sure, I'd pick him up over Nice, but I would be much less excited about it because there's just that untapped potential that we don't know what we uh, haven't seen yet with nice. Right. And I actually think he would be uh, kind of a good compliment on that line, uh, just from a stylistic point of view. So those are the next uh, three guys there. Then I get into the teams with the four games and two off nights. Boone Jenner has to top this list. If he is still available, um, uh, him and Rossi both here and actually Matt Duchesne and Wyatt Johnson uh, all the way down there uh, as my next uh, in in order here. If those guys get into the same amount of games as the Toronto streamers for you, then I'd have all these guys above the Toronto streamers uh, personally. So Jenner, then I have Rossi, then I have Matt Duchesne, then I have Wyatt Johnston. Uh, so that's the way I have it currently. And I do have Adam Fantilli here because I do think he has tremendous upside. Like I said, the ice time in the last game was pretty concerning, so go check that out before you go out and make that ad. And then I did want to throw Marchenko in at the bottom just because I have a lot of love for the player. Yeah. Obviously concerning that he's <laughs> being put in the press box, but uh, as long as he's like he came back and they put him right on power play one, so make of that what you will. If he has another good game, maybe... Yeah, maybe he has a big game here on Saturday, and then you feel pretty confident about him for next week. In terms of the metrics, this guy crushes all the metrics that we love here at Apples and Genos, so I wanted to make sure I included him on this list. Uh, Blake, why don't you tell me where I'm wrong on this list? I don't think I can, buddy. Um, you know what? You you explained it properly, I think. Yeah, like I would put some of these guys up above the Toronto guys, but we're talking about guys uh, games that can actually be played like guys you can actually get in for games so this list makes total sense i mean boone jenner should be number one but that's fine <laughs> uh, everything else makes makes a ton of sense so nice work Nate. all right yeah i'll run through just the hits and block streamers that we have for this week so ryan reeves obviously if you need some hits he does that and then marcus felino one less off night uh, for Felino, which is why he's below Reeves there. Brandon Duhame from Minnesota as well. Kyle Burrows from San Jose. And Dmitry Kulikov is a solid option, if not spectacular, from Florida. Then for blocks, you've got TJ Brody from Toronto, who's been blocking even more than ever before this year. I've been doing a ton of that and getting a ton of minutes with the injuries that the Leafs have on their blue line right now. So good option there. Nico Mikola and Mark Giordano. Dmitry Kulikov, and then Eric Goodbranson going over to Columbus. Um, I'll keep rolling right here, and we'll talk about best players to add for the future. 
Long-term plays, uh, a few of these guys are right below the 50% cutoff. Maybe we look at uh, reducing that cutoff in the future because a lot of active leagues, you're not going to be able to get these guys anyway. But right now I have it, Boone Jenner, number one at 49% roster. Number two, Nick Schmaltz, 37%. Josh Norris and Pavel Zaka at 48%. And Zaka actually bumped up to 50% right before this, so we got that in there. Um, Robert Thomas uh, rounding out the list there at 25%. And then I'll throw in the sub-20 and sub-10% roster guys I'm into. Leo Carlson, as I mentioned, I'm wondering if this might just be a situation in which he is playing himself into a full-time role, regardless of what they said they wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, so double-check that. If that's true, then I would uh, consider Carlson to be an interesting ad because every time he's been on the ice, he's been there with Terry and Zegras on the top line getting tons of minutes. So I'd like to see that. Sub-10% rostered will be Marchenko here. I just think he has the most upside, the most likely guy to stick in your lineup long-term from this group that's sub-10% rostered. Um, yes, you have to get a couple of bounces to go his way. You have to have the coach to like him and like what he's contributing. But I do think Marchenko has legitimate 30-goal upside and 60-point upside in Columbus if he can stick with the, yeah, playing alongside Goudreau, power play one. If he can do all those things, he's got the most upside from pretty much anybody in that kind of rostership range. What do you say, Blake? What do you like or not like about this list? Oh, no, I love it all, man. Um, yeah, these I just did, uh, like, some of these guys are on my buy low uh, things I'm looking at here. Nick Schmaltz, especially. Damn. Like, I'm, I'm really big on that player. 37% is just much too low for him. Um, Josh Norris, too. I mean, 48%. We're getting a little chintzy here, but should definitely be rostered much more than that. And how about... Robert Thomas. His name was Robert Thomas. You got that kind of love on hustles. Shall we do? Ah, that's the worst Robert Thomas impression of all time. Book it. Uh, yeah, no, I'm into all this. Um, I like uh, Marchenko. I'm low-key interested in Marchenko, too. I'm interested to see what he does this week. All right, let's talk about the defense then. I have Minchikov at the top of the list right now. Honestly, feels like he's really cementing his role at this point on the top power play. You would hope and expect that he might be able to grow into more of an even strength role as the season progresses and they start to trust him a little more he starts to get into the nhl game a little bit more so that's who i have there then owen power right behind him bowen byram cam fowler jared spurgeon um Byram, I just want to highlight from this list, and I'm not going to go in-depth on all these guys, but Byram, I do want to highlight because he hasn't had a great start to the season. Last five games, though, he's got a couple goals, three points, still averaging under 19 minutes, which isn't great, but he's third amongst all defensemen in individual scoring chances, four for 60 in these last five games. So it seems like he's starting to feel it again, and I, yeah, it's Colorado, great offensive environment. It's Bowen Byram, who I honestly think is more talented offensively than a lot of other teams' best offensively talented defensemen. So um going to hang on to my love for Bowen Byram. And he blocks and hits, and he does all that peripheral stuff. So he's always providing you something, even if he's not getting a ton of points. Sub-20% roster, Jared Spurgeon at 19%. We talked about him and his potential to come back and possibly immediately go to power play one uh, we'll see if that comes to fruition but i think it's a guy that you definitely need to be watch listing and then sub 10 percent rostered eric gustafson who we also talked through in the news and notes section um yeah i think we said everything we need to definitely a priority add as long as fox is out uh from this list blake any favorites any guys you would take off the list 
No, definitely no one I would take off the list. Um, I, I, I love Minchikov, and I'd probably, I would probably like Bowen Byram over power, honestly. Uh, I don't know. We, we get a lot. We get a little bit of, uh, you know, some saltiness over Bowen Byram. But, uh, <laughs> I, you know, it's a long season, right? We're yeah. like, we're, we're, we're nine, ten games of the season. This guy's going to be fine. I bet he'll have 40, 50 points at the end of the year with really awesome perifs. Like, I, I think he's trending upwards. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of that player. Yeah, one thing that kept I do just want to talk about this for one second. One thing that did keep power over Byron for me, obviously the minutes by uh, power has yeah. continuously played top pair minutes uh, basically since he entered the league. But as of late, he was never last year, a guy who contributed a lot offensively, but mm-hmm. 44th in shots for 60 and 36th in individual scoring chances for per 60 amongst defensemen through his last five games. Seems like he might be starting to, yeah, maybe unlock the next step in his evolution as an NHL defenseman obviously has the pedigree as a former number one overall pick that you might think that that could be there he's never like even going back to his college days he's never profiled as like a massive shot generator or anything like that so take that all with a grain of salt but uh even just that little bit of a tick up to where last year he was basically not shooting at all to this year now he's providing a little bit more of that i do think that he can provide some even strength offense and buffalo can score um they haven't had a great start to the season but uh, it's not the worst situation either so that was um just a little bit of my personal reason reasoning anyway for having power over byram still i'll move over to goalies to close this thing out elvis merzlikens tops the list 28 percent rostered grubauer coming back onto the list after we have a flip-flop of goalies in seattle he's at 32 percent and then Dostal and Gibson. So it sounds like Gibson's injury is not serious and he'll be back sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, between the two, it before they were just doing a straight 50%. As long as Anaheim remains hot, then you're going to be interested in whichever one of these guys is going to get the the two starts for the week. If they're playing three games, you can, can probably set your clock to the fact that they're going to rotate starts until something changes. So um, definitely interested in either of those guys. Um, and as long-term plays, like, you know, I think both of these guys have upside for long-term. Gibson, they've talked about moving him at some point. That probably doesn't happen until later in the season. But if he does, then both he and Austell would get huge bumps in value. So you like that as well. And then sub-25% rostered, I threw in Jake Allen over from Montreal. And Jake Allen has been playing really well, yeah, to be quite honest hard. with you. Yeah. Um Quite surprisingly, actually, all of these guys, really, if you look at just the last couple of games, which is honestly really all I look at when it comes to goalies most of the time, um, Allen, Grubauer, and Merzlikens, like all these guys are playing quite well at the moment. So all guys that I'm, uh, I'm fairly interested in. Who's your favorite from this list there, Blake? Yeah, I like uh, Elvis. Elvis is the guy I'm targeting. I have him in a bunch of spots like you know, these are, these are your zero G staples. How to tell you did zero G in your draft. You are rostering Elvis Merzlikens and Philip Grubauer in like four <laughs> leagues. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I like actually I'm, I'm big on Merzlikens and Grubauer slash Decord, whoever's getting the the starts there in Seattle. And then, yeah, I, I don't trust Anaheim honestly, but Dostal has looked really good. So yeah, while they're on this heater, like, yeah, this, this guy's good to go. And and maybe they can turn this heater into some, some more consistent play where you're actually like, oh, this, this makes sense. Right. Because their confidence is getting boosted big time by just winning these games. Right. So um, yeah, it's a fun team to watch. I like docile there, but yeah, all, all good options. For sure. All right. We have to get into the next segment. That is the head to head 
streamer deathmatch deathmatch <laughs> uh it's not been a great run out for me so far um yeah maybe you should just uh mute me whenever i'm on and only listen to blake but uh blake is cleaning my clock with these uh with this uh streamer deathmatch so far looks like he's gonna go three and oh last week he took schmaltz and i took sean couturier couturier is now going to miss the last two games of the week so he's definitely not going to catch schmaltz at this point but schmaltz already had a pretty healthy lead here 14.5 a couple points through three games to couturier's 4.5 through two games so um was probably trending that way anyway this week I get the first pick, and honestly, it's not a week that I necessarily wanted to have the first pick. Uh, if I'm being quite honest, there's definitely a few different ways uh, that I could go with this. Uh, as I mentioned, and I'll continue to mention, we're just going to be picking. We can't really factor in the off nights when yep. when checking the points, so just picking from the four games played teams for the most part here every week. And I'm going to go with Boone Jenner because uh, there would be you? nothing sweeter than beating Blake with Boone Jenner. So Boone oh. Jenner's the pick. Why would you do that? I'm like, no, he wouldn't do that to me. He would never do that to me. Nate, you're on notice. All right. You're a big time <laughs> on notice, buddy. You know what? There's If there's one week I want Boone Jenner to just go silent, it's this week here. Because you know what? I'm going to have some fun. All right. I think I was actually not expecting that. So now I'm rattled and I'm just uh, stalling. But um, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to just have some fun. I'm going to take Marco Rossi. I'm going to see... I'm going to have a fun time this week and hopefully that this this kind of deployment continues for him. And at the very least, maybe he maybe he carves out a role on uh, line one. You know, maybe he gets moved down to power play two. That's fine. But line one with cap and Boldy, they're going to run that. Yes, please. Um, I think this guy could have a big week. You know, obviously he needs that deployment, though. For sure. All right, that's Boom all Jenner. of that. What the? Got. I, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. All right, let's move on. All right, well, before we get out of here, I do want to take a second and plug Discord real quick. Check the show description. Click the link. Join the Apples and Geos Discord server. You'll find tons of other people talking fantasy hockey all day and all night in there. Also, if you need a little bit more hands-on help with your team or your roster, or you just have some questions that you need answered, you can check out the Apples and Geos Patreon, also in the show description. Uh, just for a small monthly fee, you can get some guaranteed answers to all your fantasy hockey questions, some team reviews if you go up a tier as well. And I also want to remember to take a second and plug the 18 Skaters daily summaries that are going up every single day on the Apples and Genos website. Mark Barber has done a terrific job with generating all this info from for us, and he's posting that on Twitter. So make sure you go and get it from the site and uh, don't get it from people who are um, copying his content and posting it on Twitter uh, under their own name. So do it the right way. Go get it from Mark Barber himself. While you're here, if you could like and subscribe if you're on YouTube or rate the pod if you are on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts, wherever you're at, if you would be so kind as to do that, that really does, like, it's the number one way you can help us out, really, uh, yep. in the most practical sense, uh, is to rate the pod, get us some some sweet reviews, whatever we can get. Uh, we we want to we want to see that we want to see the feedback even if the feedback isn't perfect all the time we want to see that feedback. No, so. Nate, no, that's not true, Nate. No, only good <laughs> feedback, please. All right, come on, help us out. Right, I'm five, sensitive. Five stars, but you know you can yeah. you can you can tell us what you would what you would like to improve. Uh, that would be fine by me anyway. Uh, yeah, we definitely had we had three more reviews since the last time we talked about it. So I do want to throw that in there. 
Um, we had one from Boom, and then it's just a whole bunch of numbers. Hey, guys, love the content. Listen to it every week to help me in my pool. I uh, did have some feedback about the sound quality being poor, and I think that must have been a one-off. I, I know I've had an issue in one of my mics uh, in one of these, so I'm wondering if it was from that episode. But I think overall we're doing okay there. Uh, great pod from Daniel Huff 607 Thanks for giving me great insight and making me laugh every podcast. Never change, Blake. Love your takes. Thanks, guys. Love to see that. And then, oh, actually, we got two more. Oh, man, these are coming in hot and heavy. Apple oh, Podcasts, hot step and in heavy. Yep, you, you, you love to see it. They're really trying to chase down the lead that uh, the Spotify crew have built over them. So we love to see that. Uh, w. Cressman says, absolute best fantasy hockey podcast. Great content, deep dives, good format, excellent. Blake, don't listen to the haters. You cracked me up, buddy. Keep it. Keep up it is actually what he said. I believe he meant to say keep it up. And then the last is titled Cream of the Crop. Uh, and this is submitted by Ground Beef. says, love the chemistry between Nate and Blake. Great balance between nerdy analysis and passionate instincts. I'm not sure which one of us uh, this person could be talking about. but um, That's a mystery. <laughs> uh, said, I'm always excited to download new episodes. So thanks for those reviews. We really do appreciate that. It makes a big difference to us. We love the feedback, but that's going to be all we've got for this episode. Hopefully it brought you some value. Hope you get a little bit better at fantasy hockey today. All the advanced stats you heard today came from Natural Statric, which is a terrific free resource. Many thanks to the band. They're there for supplying music for the podcast. Be sure to check out their Spotify as well. That's it, folks. Much love.